welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. It's going to be episode two. Today, we're going to discuss what's going on this week in the NFL. We will talk about the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll discuss what's going on in the NFL in terms of fantasy football. We'll also discuss some player props, under overs, and this week's upcoming betting lines for a couple games. So I want to introduce my uh, my co-host, Kahuna. Good morning, Kahuna. Hey, Waz. How you doing, buddy? I can't complain. Uh, this week, we also have a special guest, Mr. Mike Giglio. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing his viewpoint on some of the matchups this week, including the upcoming Eagles-Panthers game. So let's recap what happened to the New York Jets this week uh, in week four. The New York Jets beat the Tennessee Titans in overtime. What did you say? What did you say? They they beat the Titans? Beat the Titans. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. A huge win for the Jets. They're now 3-1, and one, led by rookie quarterback Zach Wilson. He was 21-34, 297 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. I got to tell you, um, poor guys, if you pick Tennessee in your Survivor League, everybody got shot by the Jets. Um, you know what? They played well. And I, and I really thought that they would have a pretty good game. Zach looked uh, much better. Uh, he, he didn't rock the boat, but, you know, he made the plays that needed to be play, uh, made. And guess what? They got to overtime, moved the ball. I liked Michael Carter, really starting to stand up. Corey Davis with the big touchdown and good yardage. And you know who else really helped was Jameson Crowder coming back. He was a security blanket. He's uh, made, what, eight or nine catches. And he's just there. So uh, that really helped out Zach. I agree. Zach Wilson, it was a great first win. He was poised. He was confident. And I tell you what, the offensive line played a huge part in this W. I went back, look at the plays. He had plenty of time to throw the ball. He hit Corey Davis in the fourth quarter for a huge touchdown catch, but the offensive line did the work. You mentioned running back Michael Carter, 13 attempts, only 38 yards, but he finally hit his uh, hit the end zone for his first touchdown of the year. And again, you're right. Nice to have Jamison Crowder back. It really opens up the field, I think, for Corey Davis. And Corey Davis had four receptions, 111 yards and a touchdown. Big game against his former team. You knew he was coming into this game uh, ready to uh, ready to perform and show them that they're they're missing Corey Davis. And this week, Tennessee Titans, they were missing A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and it showed up. They would have loved to have Corey Davis this week. I agree. I agree. Now, at the end of the day, Jets were only six for 14 on third down, but the Jets D forced three early field goals that I thought kept the Jets in the game and allowed them to come back and win this game at the end of the day. Absolutely. And Tennessee is still having a lot of problems with their O-line. They can't keep Tannehill, uh, can't keep him upright. He's getting sacked left and right. Uh, he doesn't have his primary receivers. So what is he going to do? Give the ball to Derrick Henry. Well, Ryan Tannehill, 30 of 49, 298 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. As you mentioned, Derrick Henry, big day. Once again, 33 attempts, 157 yards and a touchdown. And their top wideout was Jeremy McNichols, eight receptions, 74 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, no wide receivers, though. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, I think, was the big factor. If we were looking at this game again going into it, we probably should have said having these wide receivers out would be would have more of an impact. But again, we didn't know Julio Jones was going to be out until Saturday, Sunday morning. Yeah. And again, if you have no time to throw as a quarterback, you're in trouble. I mean, look, he got sacked, what, eight times against Arizona. Now, perhaps eight times in this game. He just doesn't have any time to throw. 
Yep. So up next for the New York Jets uh, is the one and three Falcons. And this is going to be the game in London, the big game in London. I'm excited about it. It's a 930 Sunday morning. And I, I, I love morning football, especially when it's the Jets. And I think the Jets... You know, could, could ride the wave of the W and get another W this weekend. Yeah, well, there's no home team advantage in London. Uh, if anything, they're probably all hung over drinking a few pints. But, uh, you know, London games are kind of a little funny, right? You never know how they're going to go. So uh, I don't know if I like one way or the other, but I think it should be an entertaining game. Uh, the Jets are probably going to give Ryan Tan, uh, excuse me, Matt Ryan a lot of trouble uh, as far as uh, getting to him and their defense should hold up. But I don't know. This is a tight one. I hate to pick it. I probably lean with Atlanta. Right now, uh, the the line opened up Atlanta minus three and a half. It's been bet down to now minus three. A little bit of money coming in on the Jets. Over under was at forty four, and now it's at forty six. So people are saying there might be a couple points scored in this game. Oh yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, excited for the Jets Falcons game this Sunday. Fantasy football. So let's jump now to some fantasy football decisions. Uh, We'll start at the wide receiver. Uh, We got DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Last week, he had four receptions, 67 yards, only 10 fantasy points. This week, he's playing the 49ers, projected 20. Um, You know, he's coming back from the rib injury. Uh, But Arizona, 4-0, the team is winning, and they're getting huge production from some of their other wide receivers, A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. That's right. Arizona uh, playing really tough. I mean, they're an electric offense. Kyler Murray is, is a monster. Um, you got to like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, uh, who's playing a little bit under the weather. Uh, but you know what? Who cares? We, you got uh, Rondell Mon- You got Moore, right? RJ Moore. And uh, of course, Kirk is there. And uh, AJ Green's playing lights out. So uh, the offense is there. And you're also looking at... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Connor just pounding in uh, uh, touchdowns and Edmonds. So uh, you got to like uh, Arizona. Uh, next, I got Odell Beckham Jr. Only two receptions, 27 yards. He even had one rush attempt for four yards, only five fantasy points. Uh, he's projected 14 points this week playing the L.A. Chargers. Again, he's still coming off injury, but he's getting plenty of targets. Still hasn't found the end zone yet, but I think his time is coming. He'll find the end zone in one of these weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be this week. Uh, the Chargers actually play pretty good on the backside. Uh, and right now they like to run the ball. So between Hunt and Chubb, uh, Odell does take a little bit of a backseat. And they're actually throwing a hooper a bit now. And finally, once again, Jamar Chase, the big bad rookie from Cincinnati this week. Six receptions, 77 yards, no touchdowns, but 13 fantasy points. Playing Green Bay this week, projected 14 points. I mean, you can see the great LSU chemistry between him and Joe Burrow. His route running is perfect. And guess what? That preseason talk about him having the drops is just uh, obviously way off because he's doing nothing but catching the ball, catching touchdowns. And I believe he was the offensive uh, rookie player of the month this month. Yeah. You know, Green Bay's playing pretty well. Um, their secondary also looks good. And, and I think they're going to be putting points on the board. So Cincinnati is going to have to come back and play. Uh, their defense defense is not bad. So uh, I see this being a, a close game to a point. But I think they're going to have to lean on Jamar Chase uh, to get him back in the game at the end. Yes, I, I mean, I don't know, Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham, or DeAndre Hopkins. I think this week I'm going to lean DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I, I definitely go Hopkins and Chase uh, and kind of put Beckham on the back burner if those are your choices. All right, so uh, Kahuna, what do you got going on uh, in fantasy football this week? Looks like you have a couple of decisions again at the running back position. Looks like you got Chase Edmonds, Miles Sanders, and Chubba Hubbard. 
Yeah, I'm still waiting for McCaffrey to get off the schneid. But in the meantime, I'm hoping Hubbard does something. But there's a problem in that land, and it's called uh, Darnold. He keeps poaching short touchdowns. So I think Hubbard's been playing well. Uh, he's going against uh, the Eagles. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, my other choice is uh, Miles Sanders of the Eagles. And you know what he's been doing lately? Nothing. Uh, they like Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have to keep him on the sideline and uh, use Chase Edmonds, who's uh, been running real well for Arizona. His problem is Connors and Murray keep poaching all the touchdowns. All right, Chase Edmonds at Arizona. You're right. He had 12 rushes, 120 yards. And he also had four receptions for 19 yards, which was almost 18 points this week playing the 49ers. He had a monster game. And the Arizona wide receivers are really doing a lot of work, making a lot of holes for the running back. Again, we did speak about Miles Sanders. Only seven rush, 13 yards, three receptions, uh, tw- uh, 34 yards, no touchdowns. He's playing the Panthers this week. Uh, you know, he had another rough outing. I don't know if it's the the play calls, the coaching, or if it's Miles Sanders right now. Um, I don't think he's being used correctly. Yeah. Well, you know, what? we'll talk about a little bit more once we transition to the Eagles. But uh, I do have a few thoughts of that. And again, you got um, Mr. Chubba Hubbard out of Carolina. I think they need to use him more in the pass catching game. And you're right, Sam Darnold, five rushing touchdowns this year. This is the production that the Jets wanted when we drafted him number three overall. But guess what? That's what happens when you play for the Jets. You just don't get the stats that you would somewhere else. Yeah, the, the Jets keep the, They trade for guys. They bring them into the system and then they get rid of them and they do well somewhere else, don't they? Yeah. So if I'm looking at all three of these players uh, again, I went with Miles Sanders last week. I'm going to go with him again. I love the Penn State running back. I got a lot of faith in him. And I think this week he finds the end zone. So Miles Sanders for me. There you go. All right. We're going to welcome our guest, Mr. Michael Giglio, uh, one of the Lehigh Valley's greatest volleyball players to ever lace him up. Uh, Three time Lehigh Valley Conference champ, three time district champ and two time morning call player of the year. You only, you only finished with 1,175 kills, um, and mostly those came in three years playing time. <laughs> so that's an average of 21.7 kills per game in a career. That's pretty good. So uh, nice to meet you, Mike. It's been a long time, but has, I'm glad to have you here. Been. Thank you guys for having me. So let's talk about the Eagles. They played the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Uh, Eagles lost 42 to 30. Uh, let's break down the game a little bit. Eagles now one and three. Uh, quarterback Jalen Hurts, 32 for 48, 387 passing yards, two touchdowns. Well, you know, who would have thought uh, that the Eagles even be in a game with Kansas City? But when the game started, they'd move the ball right down the field. And if it wasn't for a kind of a poor throw, I guess you could say, by er- uh, Hurts, who missed Hurts, uh, uh, in the end zone, you know, the game could have been a little bit different. So it was exciting game to watch, but it was a rough game at the same time for the Eagles, uh, just because of the offensive uh, line problems and not being able to run the ball. Yeah. Anytime you got to play Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas city Chiefs, especially coming off a loss, not an easy thing. Mike, what do you think? You're a huge Eagles fan, been your whole I life. I am. I was actually uh, fortunate enough to be able to go to the game on Sunday. Uh, uh, tell us about very it. Very cool. The place was electric. Uh, and just like you had mentioned, I mean, that opening drive, they moved the ball right down the field. Missed throw by Hertz. They had three touchdowns in total called back. Yep. So the opportunities were there. Uh, I've been pretty happy with Hertz so far to start the season. He's made a lot of good plays, had a lot of missed plays, but I think the defense right now is the weakest part for him. 
What do you think about on the offensive, offensive side of the ball? You have Devontae Smith, rookie, seven receptions, 122 yards. What do you think about Devontae Smith? Love Devontae so far. I think he's been phenomenal. I think he's been everything as advertised. I think we got to just get the ball to him more. You know, he, he made some great catches uh, this past Sunday. Uh, I think he only had two catches the week before, three in week two. Just got to draw draw up more plays for him, I think. Now, we've been talking a lot about Miles Sanders. Uh, what, what do you think about Miles Sanders? Obviously not getting used the way you Same think thing. he would. We got to uh, give him the ball more. Running think, the ball, uh, catching the ball, anything. He's been used as a decoy. I mean, we've watched a week over a week. He's been open in the flat. I mean, he's an electric player. When you get the ball in electric player hands, things tend to happen. So yep. let's get the ball in his hands. Let's give him 10, 15 carries this week. Let's give him five receptions out of the backfield. Let's see what the offensive does. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe the coaches are saying they got a problem with the O-line. You know, they're moving guys around. Lane Johnson just doesn't show up. To go to the game, who knows if he's playing uh, this week? Who knows what his problem is? Is he hurt? Is it personal? Nobody knows. I wish him the best, but he's got to come back and play. And uh, so Miles Sanders sitting there, he's he's a kind of highly paid run blocker right now, and he's protecting Hurts. Well, I think we got to get him back in the game. And then you look at Kenneth Gainwell. Boy, that guy's electric. He's kind of like a new Sproles. And, uh, you know, I love him. But I'm a fantasy guy who owns Miles Sanders. I want to get Sanders rolling. I would agree. And as an owner myself, I completely agree with you. Uh, but it's been the story of this team. Two years in a row now, we're three, four weeks into the season, and we have one original starter yep. from yep. week one. Yep. We got to get Mylotta back. They just paid this guy a ton of money. Clearly, we missed on Dillard. This guy's penalty after penalty this past week killed him. Uh, we got to get the ball to Miles more. And I think uh, the other thing... What happened to Boston Scott? Yeah. This guy's been phenomenal for them the past couple of years. I agree. Gainwell's been good, but I would love if we mix some Boston in every once in a while as well. I agree. <laughs> and on the defensive side, you said the Eagles team's been playing okay, but you know what? The Kansas City Chiefs got nine of 10 third downs. Nine of 10 third downs. That is 90%. That's hard to do. 50% on third downs hard to do. You can't win games, especially close games, when you're giving up 90% of the third downs. Well, look, look what happened last year, right? The Eagles gave up. So many big plays, they're secondary. Their corners, their safeties, everybody was hurt. So I think the new coordinator just said, we're not going to give up any big plays. Yep. So they're playing 10 yards off every single play. Well, guess what? That's a first down every time you throw the ball. You said not giving up big plays. Let's just uh, Tiger kill 11 receptions, 186 yards, and three touchdowns. I think that's a couple big plays. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't all over the top. You know, they were they underneath. Were. He and you caught it, and it's tough to get him when he's in the open he's, field. He's and... quick, and, you know, we're not making tackles. So uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So up next for the Philadelphia Eagles is the 3-1 Carolina Panthers. Currently, Carolina opened up minus 3.5, over under 45. What do you think is going to happen, Mike? I like the I like the Eagles in this one. I really do. I think uh, Carolina played their first real challenge last week. Uh, granted, they hung with Dallas, but I think you know we're going to go in there the more desperate of the two teams. Uh, I think you know they can't start the season out one and four, and I, I like them to go in and get get it done. Okay, let's do it. Go Eagles! All right, <laughs> what do you think, Guna? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a pretty even game. I mean, uh, the offense for Carolina is playing well. They do miss McCaffrey, but uh, DJ Moore has been a machine. Uh, Chubb is doing okay. And they got that mad machine called Darnold just running balls across the end zone and then getting a touchdown. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing, too, their defense is good. Yeah. For and, sure. uh, you know, the Eagles aren't going to run around because Kansas City's defense never shows up lately. So I think you're going to find that uh, Hertz will have a little bit 
of a tougher time getting that play done. He'll be rushed a little bit more behind the line of scrimmage. So we'll see. I think this will be a close game, uh, you know, maybe Carolina by three at home. And I actually just saw 45 minutes ago uh, the Panthers traded for Stephon Gilmore. Really? From the Patriots. I, I, I saw that news this morning. I didn't know. I was hoping the Jets would pick him up. Yeah. But, of course, you know, they were uh, obviously a dollar short. So hopefully he's not ready to play uh, this weekend yet because he's a hell of a fantastic. Yeah, defense is a lot easier. You don't have to worry about that playbook so Yeah, much. yeah. So, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit what you're doing now, you know, off the court. You know, explain a little bit yeah. about your business. Uh, you've been doing great things for a couple of years now. I know a lot of people that you've helped and every single person I talk to, raving reviews. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've actually been doing mortgages now for uh, nine and a half years. Uh, Feels like a lifetime ago that I was playing volleyball there with you. Um, But, you know, been with a couple different companies the first nine years in this business. Had the opportunity recently this past May, my brother and myself opened up a branch with Cross Country Mortgage. Okay. So we're kind of in that position of now transitioning from loan officers to branch managers, bringing on a team of guys and really just getting this thing growing from the ground up here. Uh, You know, we're, we're what? four or five months in since we made the transition and uh you know just looking to help anybody who's in the market for anything regarding residential financing one to four unit whether you're looking to purchase a home refinance you know that's pretty much our bread and butter of how we help people out these days and how can people get a hold of you uh, a couple ways. Uh, the easiest way you can go to our websites, the Giglio group.com, the G I G L I O group.com. And, or also my cell phone, I'll put it out there to everyone. 610-216-1750. Fantastic. So if you guys, uh, listeners, you have, you need help in the mortgage world, give Mike a call. And uh, you also work with your brother, Jeff. I do. And he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He is. How does that work out? He's a very happy Cowboys fan right now. (laughs) Having a twin brother, and I know a lot of Eagles fans are thinking, (laughs) how how can you grow up your whole life as an Eagle fan with your twin brother and he's rooting for Dallas? So I'm actually the one that straight away, our father is a Cowboys fan as well. Uh, Jeff grew up then rooting for the same team as our dad, and I just kind of took to the Eagles the older I got. Gotta love that green, baby. Gotta love that green. So as soon as we get back, we're going to do our final thoughts. We're going to do our picks of the week. And uh, last week, uh, Kuna, you were one and two wasp was two and one and our guest was one and two so let's try to go three and oh this week there you go all right so first game to talk about we got the three and one packers against the three and one Bengals. who would have thought the three and one Bengals this year right now green bay minus three kahuna what do you think green bay uh, other than their first game with new orleans where they got surprised and aaron just was uh, you know under the gun he's been playing very well he's been very confident you just look at his eyes he's kind of cool and calm out there uh you know he's got Devonte adams so you know how do you how do you get upset with him out there he he can't be covered he's always free right um could you say that you know in a, 10 years from now you could say joe burrow and jamar chase are now the new Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Hey. That's how good these guys are. And the chemistry that you see week after week after week after week, uh, you know, has to be established. And since they went to LSU together, Burrow and Chase, uh, that that chemistry you could see is already there. Yep. And, you know, uh, if you got uh, Adams out there running routes, he's probably going to get double covered. So guess what? Here comes Alan Lazard. Here comes uh, Cobb. Cobb, two touchdowns. So people are getting open. And, oh, by the way, you want to hand the ball off? Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They're a one-two punch right now, and they're just kind of beating people up on the ground. And the last thing, Packers defense playing well, especially their secondary. So it's going to be a good game for the Packers. Mike, what do you think? I pretty much agree with everything you just said. Uh, I think I couldn't believe week one. No clue what uh, what team showed up to play the Saints. That was very weird and, and uncharacteristic of that team. 
this is one for me where I feel like, you know, I could see it going either way. I couldn't believe the Bengals beat Pittsburgh. The fact that the game's in Cincy, I probably would lean, give them a shot at beating them at home is probably who I would pick in this one. Well, America right now, 70% Packers. That's with over 10,000 votes. I'm going to take the Pack minus three as long as the line stays that low. I think that's uh, good value. Kahuna? Well, I'm looking uh, on, on the Bengals side of the uh, the aisle here, not to win, but to play a darn good game. I mean, Joe Burrow, he's really not making as many mistakes as he used to. He's got a lot of help outside, and Tyler Board and Jamar Chase has been just a godsend. Now they're waiting uh, for Higgins to get back. but Higgins, I think, is coming back this week. Oh, good. You know, we also don't know what's going on with Joe Mixon. Is he going to be playing or not? Or is it going to be P. Ryan? Uh, I think if Joe Mixon doesn't make it, I think it's just going to be an uphill battle and then definitely Green Bay. But otherwise, I'm looking for a good game. So you're going to say take the Packers? You got to make a decision. I'm taking the Packers. All right, Mike, and who are we taking? I'm going with the Bengals. Okay. I'll be the odd man out here. All right, take the Bengals. All right, next game, we got the 2-2 two two 49ers against the 4-0 and o Cardinals. Uh, Arizona opened up right now minus 5.5. Uh, we could talk Kyler Murray and the wide receivers. We could talk George Kiddo, Debo Samuel. What do you want to talk about, Kahuna? Oh, geez, you could talk about anybody in Arizona and be smiling these days. Uh, you know, Curry play, uh, Kyler played very, very well against the Rams, and uh, they beat the Rams last week. So they can beat anyone if you could beat the Rams. Uh, their defense is playing really well. Their defensive line is getting to the quarterback. They're running the ball well. They're running the ball well. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a, a week healthier now. So, um, you know, I, I don't see any holes in, in Arizona. In San Fran, they got all kinds of issues, right? I mean, Garoppolo, is he playing? Is he hurt? And everyone wants to get uh, Lance uh, on the field. And so. I'll be honest, the running backs, uh, ever since Mozart went out early uh, in his second carry, um, you know, the running backs haven't been bringing the juice. I no. thought they'd be bringing week after week. Uh, George Kittle, again, one of my favorite players in the NFL. I love what he brings, the, the power, the... The craziness and the toughness. I yeah. mean, he reminds me of an old Jeremy Shockey, but a little bit faster and maybe, you know, an inch or two bigger on the bicep. Mike, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's I was stunned last week watching the Cardinals handle the Rams the way they did after watching the Rams handle the Buccaneers the way that they did. Right. So I've been incredibly impressed with them. I think they're playing the best football in the league right now. San Francisco. On the other hand, again, you know, getting back to my Eagles bias here, I was at that game as well, and I feel like that was a game where the Eagles should have beat them, and they played better for three quarters and just could not stop them when they needed to stop them and couldn't score when they needed to score. That's I, when the Eagles had a lot of red zone issues that game. A I lot, believe. a lot that game. And I think, so to me, I haven't been that impressed with San Francisco this year, and I've been overly impressed with Arizona. So we're going to take Arizona? I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one, yeah. Go yeah. And, you know, talking about the running game for uh, San Fran, <clears throat> I'm not sure if uh, Mitchell's going to be around to play. No one's really that happy with Sermon. Uh, and then we didn't even talk about Debo Samuel. He was a monster last week, you know, and Kittle hasn't had his blow-up game yet. So, you know, Kittle San Fran— just got 11 targets, though. He only had four receptions. Exactly. But 11 targets is a lot for a tight end. Exactly. Well, I tell you, whoever's the quarterback's not going to have a lot of time against Arizona D-line. So this is Arizona. I think it's going to be over by the half and it's going to be mop-up duties to, uh, to take this one home. All right. So it looks like Arizona all throughout. Final game, we got the three and one Bills uh, versus the two and two Chiefs. I think this is going to be an amazing game. Uh, Kansas City opened up at minus three. I mean, we got Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. We got Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyree Kill. 
America, 53%, over 11,000 votes as the Chiefs. Kahuna, what do you think? Well, you know, uh, Buffalo's playing real well, too. Don't count them out. And guess what? The Chiefs don't have a defense right now. So you're going to see points on both sides as it's going up. It's going to be a, a crazy, crazy game. I think the weather's supposed to be good. Chance, a little slight chance of rain, but that's not going to slow anyone down. Look at Josh Allen. You know, he's just been getting better and better, getting into his form over the last three games. Um, and, you know, he's just improving. I, I don't know how they lost to Pittsburgh in the week either. one, right? That was a big <laughs> surprise. Stefan Diggs has been deathly quiet because Emmanuel Sanders and and Knox and everybody else is putting it in, right? And uh, yeah, Dawson Knox, I mean, you know, what? Two touchdowns last week. That's just good decision-making by Josh Allen. Obviously, this is, what, year three or year yep. four for him, and you can see the maturity, you can see the growth, and, uh, man, Jack fans are like, that could have been our guy. Absolutely. A lot of teams. And the what Chiefs? Are you, 12th? What do you? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. It's possible. I know you went a little later a than uh, people said. That. There was a couple question marks, but there's question marks about everybody. I'll find a picture from you in the sixth grade and say this guy might not yep, have it. Yep. <laughs> Mike, what do you think about the game? Uh, you know, this one, I like the Bills. Uh, having a front row seat to that Kansas City Chiefs defense last week and their complete inability to stop our offense from going up and down the field. I think I, I don't see how they're going to stop Buffalo. And Buffalo's defense is uh, much better than ours, I feel. So to see them going there, and I think, you know, they got a bad taste in their mouth from getting knocked out conference championship game last year. I like Buffalo to go in, and I just don't think Kansas City seems like the same team to me that they've been in the years past here. I think everything you said is valid. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City just because I want Buffalo to show me you're a real Super Bowl contender. You go into Kansas City, you beat the Chiefs, then guess what? You're now on the national spotlight. I mean, sure. they already are. People are talking Super Bowl already. But let's see you beat Kansas City. Let's see you beat Mahomes in their building. And then, you know what? I'll say, OK, Super Bowl Bills. It's coming back. Kahuna? <laughs> You know, the secondary for the Bills playing pretty well, too. So I don't see Tyreek going off for three touchdowns. Absolutely, like Mike said. But I do see, and you got to trade him off usually every game. Hill one game, Kelsey the next game. <laughs> I think this is a Kelsey game. I think he's going to cause a lot of havoc. He's going to be a power in the ball around. Uh, you know, the running game, it's not going to do that much against the Bills, I don't think. Uh, so I think Patrick Mahomes has got his work cut out for him. They are at home, and usually that's kind of an advantage, right? That's probably one of the loudest stadiums in the, in the NFL right now. So I think this is going to go down to whoever has the ball last, and it could very well be Kansas City. So I'm going to I'm going to squeak with Kansas City at home. So Kansas City, Mike, you got Buffalo, Buffalo. and it's in Kansas City, so you know there's going to be about 200 less broken tables out in the world. I'm going to miss <laughs> those videos because any game in Buffalo, the next day I got to go on my go on my online, take a look at who's busting through those tables. <laughs> So, all right. In closing, hey, we want to thank uh, our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben Orr. Uh, and we also want to thank one of our listeners, Rachel in Dallas, Texas, uh, one of our favorite listeners. She called in last week and said, hey, that wide receiver from Penn State, Mr. John Glass was talking about number five, Jahan Dotson. He's leading Penn State with 35 receptions, 446 yards, and six touchdowns. He's another Lehigh Valley superstar in the making. New York Jets, keep this kid on your big board because in another year, maybe two years, we could definitely use him. So good luck, number four, PSU against number five, Iowa, Saturday, October 9th at 4 p.m. Uh, we'd also love to hear some of your input. Uh, you can give us a call, 484-242-8904. Uh, next week, we're going to dive into some hockey, some more NFL. We're going to talk some Islanders, Jets, Eagles. And uh, thank you, Mike Giglio, for being on. Thank you for having me. And uh, hey, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Goon and the Wasp.